Bidzy Small Business Society number 88. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barasoff. We talk to entrepreneurs and small business owners about what it takes to succeed as a small business owner. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text, and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bidzy Small Business Society. Today I am talking to Saskatoon's Kirk Myers. Kirk is a decorated professional in the sport of curling and the founder of Myco Media. His curling team, Laycock Curling, is currently ranked number seven in the world, and they have their sights set on the Canadian Championship and Olympic gold. That's right, Olympic gold in uh, 2018. Kirk's dedication to sport has been translated into entrepreneurial success because in 2015, he launched Myco Media, which is a company that offers affordable outdoor digital advertising. Welcome, Kirk. So glad you can make some time this morning. Can you tell us more about yourself than about what it is that you do? Awesome, Rob. No, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, I uh, I grew up in a small town in Saskatchewan, and now, of course, I live in Saskatoon here and uh, train with my team. Uh, and really, everything I've done since I was about, I'm going to say, 13 years old has been uh, kind of around how, how I can allow myself to be the best I can be at curling. And uh, um, over the years, curling is not necessarily your typical uh, professional sport. Uh, you kind of got to gotta balance life, you got to balance work, and you also got to balance being on the road about 100 days a year. So that kind of um, led me into the uh, entrepreneurial small business side where I could uh, work when I, when I had to and I could train as much as I needed to to get to the top of the game. So um, that's kind of where I am today. I I uh, um, want to be the best in the world at curling, and uh, to do that, I think I, you need to kind of allow yourself the time and the freedom to do as you as you need. So that's kind of where I went on the small business side as well. So, Kirk, how did you get your start with curling? Like, for a pro team, do you need to go through a trial process, or are there scouts, or how does that work? Yeah, again, it, it's something. It's something you don't see. You know, you don't see it like in football and baseball. But I got my start obviously through my through my father. Um, him and his brothers uh, represented Saskatchewan at the Briar, which is a Canadian championship in 1986. So naturally, you know, you wanted to follow in your in your father's footsteps. So that kind of got me into the game. Um, and then really from there, it just kind of snowballed. But to to get on, you know, call it a, a professional team. Um, 
it's it's more you know it's kind of who you know just like in the business world you kind of play and uh you play around saskatchewan you play around saskatoon you play around canada and you get guys that are like-minded that want to do uh achieve the same things you want to achieve and you, you kind of just team up and, and you go with it so um it's not like other sports in the sense that you get picked up to play on a team um in this sport you're kind of you're you're the general manager you're the head coach uh, you're the business uh, uh side of things as well so um and, and you got to find the teammates that want to do that with you and are committed like you are um so it's kind of interesting that you're 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 the scout as well so kirk i'm sure there are a lot of different sides to curling it's nice and shiny and bright on camera during your games but i'm sure there is a lot of complex behind the scenes hustling involved so Get into as much or as little detail as you'd like, Kirk, but talk about the business end of it. How does a pro curling team survive and thrive out there? Yeah, you bet. I, yeah, that's that's kind of funny. It's one of those things that uh, um, uh, curling, you know, it, it actually gets some of the best uh, ratings on, on, on TV in Canada for sports. Uh, um, I haven't seen recent numbers, but lately it's uh, it rivals regular season hockey. Uh, before the Blue Jays got... Uh, um, got on their little roll there. It, it kind of beat uh, uh, Blue Jays' ratings regularly. Um, yeah, I mean, certainly a younger demographic, both watching and participating, right? Well, that's just it. It's, it's turned into really, uh, uh, really when you when you see these athletes on on TV, they are uh, young, they are fit, and then they they are going at it. So, um, but so that that really created an opportunity for a marketable product, and um, and and really that's kind of where I thrive on our team, and, and I kind of take the lead there is uh, uh, developing uh, our, ourselves and our team and our brand. Um, into a marketable product so that that there's there's so many aspects you can go into there whether it's a community involvement whether it's a, a national great national television exposure and really a, a, a unexplored market or under uh, utilized market so um, uh, in terms of hustling I, uh, I, I sell uh, call it sell our team as much as I sell anything else uh, um, you're out there uh, pounding pounding doors uh, making calls, trying to get uh, get that next sponsor lined up because uh, our season costs us about uh, not including lost wages and 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 the cost for ourselves. It costs about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars a year uh, to to do the things we need to do. Yeah, exactly. Not cheap, and um, I would imagine that's just going to grow um, dollar wise in the next few years. So uh, you, you got to find a way to make that happen. And and when we started four years ago. Um, we had nothing. We had no sponsors. We had nothing lined up, that sort of thing. But we go, you know what? We need about $100,000. Otherwise, we're never going to get close to being uh, uh, the best in the world. And, and so how do we do that? And so we sat down and we developed a business plan just like we do with a business and, and decided how we're going to make ourselves marketable athletes um, so companies will want to sponsor with us. And um, we, we're really proud. We, we've got a near 100% retention rate on our sponsors in the last five years. And, and really, I think that comes out of the, the way that we did it we, we we decided to build a business out of it um and made sure that we we provided the value that these sponsors needed to, to in order to stay with us and not just uh, essentially give us free handouts so um that, that's something we're really proud of and, and we're going to continue to pound that going forward we've uh, we've hired marketing managers who who work with us uh, uh to secure and solidify sponsors as well as uh as uh um uh, execute on the sponsorships as well so um, a lot of things a lot of people probably wouldn't realize out of the curling world in terms of the business side but there's a whole whole realm of things we could get into there 
um, and uh, um, we're just kind of finalizing already. It's June 6th, and we're finalizing our sponsors hopefully in the next week or so um, for next year so we can get everything in place uh, because we our season starts late August already, so um, we'll be into that pretty hard uh, in the next uh, month or so. So I think the most important thing is uh, that you play well. I mean, you're doing the best service to your sponsor when you're playing well and you're in front of the camera more. But give us give us a couple of uh, you know a couple of aspects of that marketing plan. Dig a little bit deeper for us, Kirk. Yeah, uh, you're gonna put me on the spot here this morning, Rob. Uh, yeah, yeah. Again, like you say, I mean, the one of the big ones obviously is uh, the better you play, the more more uh, um, the more uh, hours you have on national television, which is great for our sponsors. Um, that also helps your personal brand, so people are visiting your websites as well. But uh, um, one of the other things we do. Uh, um, we're very proud of one of our sponsors is is we donate to uh, Kids Sports Saskatchewan. So, um, again, it's a great initiative where we give a percentage of our winnings and the sponsor matches a percentage of our winnings uh, to Kids Sports Saskatchewan. So what that does is it helps helps local charities throughout Saskatchewan, which we love to do, but it also gains a huge media exposure as well in Saskatchewan for that particular sponsor. Um, so that's one of the things we do. Another one of we do is a junior curling tour throughout Saskatchewan. So a lot of our sponsors, just because where we came from, are agricultural based. Um, so we go, you know what, how do we create extra value above and beyond what they see on the TV? And, and so we visit five communities, rural communities throughout Saskatchewan each winter and, and help grassroots sport and junior curlers, um, you know, learn curling. Uh, get to meet some of the guys they see on TV, as well as teach about work ethic, teamwork, uh, um, and that sort of thing, and confidence as well. So um, that's another area where we go. We go, you know, they love the TV exposure always, but how can we create that uh, uh, little extra for them? So now we're we're helping uh, kids get involved with sport as well throughout Saskatchewan, which we love. The sponsors love. The local communities love. But also our, our sponsors are getting that. Uh, that little added exposure. It has uh, really, really bode well for us and our sponsors, and I think it's a, a good initiative we, we take throughout the province. And then, of course, the other one is just uh, local appearances. So um, part of the sponsorship, we may uh, do a little client dinner or we may um, see meet them at a trade show or we'll, we'll, we'll meet people at the trade shows. Um, stuff like that as well. So just kind of finding those value adds. And I mean, there's there's about, call it 25 elements to our sponsorship, but those would be the big carrots that uh, um, we really pride ourselves on. There's a lot of glitz and glamour, but also there's a lot of behind-the-scenes hustle, again, like we talked about. And I really like this, Kirk, the big takeaway I'm getting here, is that your team, Laycock Curling, you guys have a big uh, community involvement, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that, that came originally, I mean, certainly, every, you know, everyone likes to help Rob and, and we love being a part of it. But originally, that, that the big pusher there was, you know, uh, when we started, we were, I think, uh, four years ago, we were ranked, call it 35th in the world. We weren't in the Grand Slam series. Um, we had to qualify for that. And that's where a lot of the TV exposure comes from. So um, we went, you know, how do we get this money to get in there? It was kind of a chicken and the egg thing. And we said, perfect, we're going to be involved in the community because uh, companies can get around that and companies can support that. And um, like I said, it's, it's weird how where life takes you, but uh, we couldn't be happier being involved in the community. You guys are doing great, Kirk. Yep. Now, let's make a bit of a shift here. Let's talk about your business. What do you hope to accomplish with Mycomedia? You know, I uh, it, it again it sparked out of the need to curl, uh, the need, the ability to curl. But uh, um, you know, there, there's so many. Uh, um, I mean, as any small business owner knows, there is just endless amounts of places that that marketing dollars can be spent, and uh, um, 
you know, I, I started in Martinsville here, and uh, Martinsville is just a little uh, suburb of Saskatoon. So um, what, what I noticed when I moved here is everyone defaults to driving into Saskatoon for, for anything they need. Um, it's just easy. It's quick. Uh, it's simple. It's just what their mind goes to. It. Um, a lot of times it's tough for these small businesses to uh, get recognized in Martinsville. And, and where do they go to get that recognition from? And I thought, perfect. Uh, a perfect opportunity to put a, a billboard up and offer inexpensive advertising, outdoor advertising to these local businesses. So uh, so instead of um, necessarily running to the city for um uh, for everything that uh, that the consumer needs here, they'll they'll maybe recognize the billboard. Ah, oh, they'll see. Ah, I can get uh, my oil changed in town here, and they'll run to, uh, somewhere in Martinsville instead. And and I really hope to do that in in, in other communities throughout Northern Saskatchewan as well. Uh, um, you know uh, why I picked Northern Saskatchewan? I'm from here. I work the area, and it's just uh, close proximity. And just helping that small business grow, right? That's awesome. Now, what was the biggest challenge that you faced in launching your business? It was, it, as funny as it sounds, it was, for me, it was getting my first location. And, uh, uh, you know, you hear lots about it. You know, your, your first million is the hardest, this, that, and the other thing. And uh, it's kind of the same aspect there. I think getting that first location, uh, um, you know, when, uh, when a, you know, a 23-year-old kid walks into your business and says, hey, I want to I wanna put a big digital uh, advertising billboard on your property, it's kind of, you know, they, they get a little skittish, it seemed, and they, get, they got a little... Uh, um, uh, you know, standoffish almost. They weren't sure about it all. And uh, um, I bet you, I, I mean, I, I worked another job and I curled the whole time, but it I took me about a year and a half before I found a location that, that was suitable and that would have me. And uh, that was actually the, the biggest challenge I had to overcome. And uh, uh, and then once I got the location, it was it was about getting through uh, the, the city's bylaws. Um, you know, they, it was something new. They weren't, uh, they weren't used to it. They didn't know how to handle it. And, uh, originally, as soon as I got a location, I was so excited. I got a location, finally got a location. They go, no, not allowed. And I go, well, I was pretty disappointed. I'll tell you that. But then when I started looking closer, there was no, there was actually no, uh, regu- uh bylaw against it. So, uh, I went back uh, to the council and I tried talking to them and they, they were, they got around my idea and supported it and they understood why I wanted to do it. You know, I wanted to give, uh, the local, uh, community a boost in terms of small business so um, from that point on I never look back that's a great story that's a great story of persistence and grit and hustle again so how do you grow your business or plan to grow your client base give our listeners an idea about your marketing techniques yeah you know um, so far it's been it's been uh, good old uh, cold calling um, you know I, uh, I I grew up my father was a um, was a salesperson and uh, um, you know, it, it's all about relationship building. So the, the way I've uh, went about it as well is uh, made the calls, uh, went and met them, uh, showed them what I want to do and, and let the, the relationship naturally grow. Uh, um, it's one of those things I, t- I totally understand. It's not for everybody and, that, and that's totally cool. I, I get that. But um, I got to get in front of enough people, show them what the value I can provide and we go from there. So really my marketing has been has been quite simple today. It's uh, uh, pick up the phone and, and make a call and, and start a friendship, I guess you could say. So um, and like I said, I've been pretty lucky to have a, a town like Martinsville with uh, um, young, young, thriving business owners that just want to be involved in the community and want to help uh, the next guy out and want to grow their business as well. So it's been a, it's been a good experience, I must say. It's all about relationship building is what Kirk says. And I absolutely agree. Now, 
Can you give us some more actionable uh, techniques that you're using to grow those relationships, to grow that network? Like, I know, Kirk, we met just a couple short weeks ago uh, at a networking breakfast, uh, just a few guys getting together. Is that the kind of stuff you're doing, or are you on social media? Or are you using email marketing? What else are you doing? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I belong, again, similar to the, yeah, exactly, the mark, uh, the networking breakfast we were at there, Rob, I do, I, I belong to the Chamber of Commerce, so I'll just simply go to the Chamber of Commerce, meet meet people there. Um, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, um, marketable items I'm presenting uh, to the community right now, it's uh, few and far between. I advertise on my advertising billboard, obviously, <laughs> um, and actually, it's funny, the advertising works. I've got uh, numerous calls uh, asking about uh, asking about it so um the product works it's it's one of those things that's kind of cool but um other than that uh you know you just try to be in the community whether there's local events local trade shows you try to be involved in them and you try to show up and and, and meet people and smile uh, uh but uh, i've taken a really uh what do you want to call it a uh, um, backseat approach to the marketing and um, I, I enjoy people I enjoy relationships so that's just kind of where I naturally went to and um, call it my my small business is my my secondary job to my curling uh, career as well so um, I kind of do it for the love of people and being around the people and um, so that's kind of where I focus and I let it kind of naturally grow. So now let's make another shift here Kirk. In sports and in business, or even in life, why is it so important to have a coach or a mentor? Oh, I mean, uh, oh, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> um, I, I would consider, I would, I would say, I have uh, five to six mentors I lean on hard, and whether that's curling business or both, uh, the same person. But uh, um, uh, they, they they get. They get situations that uh, your friends, your, your even your girlfriend or boyfriend wouldn't wouldn't understand necessarily if they're not in the realm you are. Um, the the support leg that they can give you is is massive. Um, th that's probably the biggest one for me is is I can get someone that I can uh, um, that gets my situation that I can really lean on and, and just just kind of vent to and and they get it and they understand and they can maybe uh, offer some uh, ideas. Um, uh, I'm just kind of going back to, to curling as well. I, I got uh, one mentor that, in my opinion, changed my game. Um, and as funny as it is, there two mentors there. There other than my father, who's kind of my number one mentor, but the other two, uh, they're they're sports psychologists. Um, and I'm very structured. I'm very. Um, this is the way it needs to be. But a lot of times, to be a, a high performance athlete, you got to let it flow. And I didn't understand that. And uh, I had two of these mentors that really took me, took me in, took tons of time with me, and allowed me to explore that, uh, call it the flow state, um, and something that I would have never got out of, uh, you know, somebody that wasn't in those situations in their life, and somebody that didn't understand the the psychology of the brain, and um, and they, they, and quite frankly, I don't think I'd be curling right now if it wasn't for that uh, that extra piece. So, I mean, that's just one example, but I, I think it's just. Uh, um, that ability to, to have someone that, that's, uh, that's there for you, that understands your situation that you can lean on um, day in, day out. What do you exactly mean by that flow state, Kirk? I guess the way, uh, funny thing, the way uh, Kyle, I'm going to use his name, Kyle uh, Paquette uh, from the, I don't think you'll mind, from Curling Canada, um, uh, is an amazing man, uh, one of our sports psychologists. And, um, we were training in Edmonton at the National Training Centre and 
I'd throw, and uh, this may not mean much to a non-curler, but I'd, I'd, I'd try to get it too perfect. I'd try to be too perfect. i got to get it right there, right there, right there. And he goes, no, man, just think about your left toe. You know, nothing else but your left toe. And so I threw it and just thought about my left toe, and it turned out great. And, again, I don't know the psychology or how it works behind it, but that flow state is just letting it go, not, not trying to be good, just letting your body take over and getting your your mind out of the way um so we use uh, we use flow state ideal performance zone um just letting it go and uh so when you're struggling instead of trying to be trying to be better do less do less and just let your body take over because your body knows what to do and um and that's kind of the flow state we we work to get into um whenever we're performing um and i think that 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 can go well in business as well i mean um especially when when i start hammering uh against the wall with a problem i might have i think the worst thing to do is probably just try to try to solve it and try to take actual steps instead of just sitting back um and letting it all come to you because uh um, easier said than done of course but uh, with training just like uh training uh, your muscles or your cardio uh, you can train your brain to to do it that to do that as well. So, um, in, in five words or less, the flow state is just letting it happen. Now, I like this question, especially for you being a sports guy. Do you love to win or hate to lose, and why? Uh, that's a common thing we talk about on our team. I uh, uh, my my father always says that he quit curling because he hated to lose more than he liked to win. Um, so it was really unbearable and it wasn't that enjoyable when he won, uh, you know, at, at certain points. And, um, I, uh, I like winning more than I hate losing. Um, I don't know why necessarily. Um, but, uh, and why my father would be, would be the opposite of that. Um, I do not like losing. I, I, but losing, I can get over fairly, fairly quick. And that was a process I went through as well. Um, there was times when I'd lay in bed at night for hours, tossing and turning. When I was a kid, I'd cry. Um, and, and now I, I think it was a deliberate choice that that was probably not the way um, champions were built. Um, you know, you have to have a short memory. So I think it was a deliberate choice to change that uh, that viewpoint in my life. But And so now when I win, I, I, I get such a um, euphoric feeling. It just, it's right in your upper heart I guess you just get that feeling of floating and so um, I, I think I like to win more than I, uh, I hate to lose and the reason is um, it was a deliberate choice on my part to change that uh, thought pattern just going with the flow and hopefully that flow leads you to that uh, to that win of course Kirk give our listeners some actionable stuff here what do you do to wind down after a long or stressful day I I'll put my phone away um I am, uh, like, I mean, a million people out there, I would imagine, I'm addicted to my phone. Um, <laughs> whether, it's, whether it's social media, whether it's emails, whether it's texting, I will put my phone away. I will turn that, uh, put that phone away for an hour. Uh, I'll take it back after that, but I need that, that little bit of disengagement um, and a little bit of exercise. Um, you know, I, I think a million people can, can agree with us, and, and we were talking about before, Rob, is... Uh, um, what exercise can do to your mental state, it can just release you. And so uh, it's not necessarily intense exercise, but a bike ride, a walk, uh, maybe go to the gym and do a little stretching um, and, uh, and movements and a little bit of cardio. And that really allows your, your brain to relax and lets everything just kind of melt away. Um, uh, meditation, 
that's probably the biggest one. I've really committed myself to meditation because I do get a little obsessive at times. And meditation really allows a you know, body scan. I call it four deep breaths, and a body scan will allow my my body to really melt and and uh, let the stresses melt away. And uh, those are kind of probably the three things that I, I use. I have to say, I use exercise as a way to just release steam. Let's face it, it's sometimes uncertain. It's a little bit stressful here, too, and um, in my home office, and I'm sure you feel the same sometimes. And the pressure of being a pro curler, that's got to be even uh, more more pressure that you feel sometimes. So, yeah, man, we just need to find ways to release that stress, um, find good ways to keep our mind and our body uh, healthy, right? Yep, exactly. I would I would suggest meditation. If you haven't tried meditation, it's simple. You, you'll learn it over time. Uh, that was a difference maker in my life, and it's sure allowed me to relax and enjoy uh, uh, enjoy my day to day more than I ever have. It's it's quite remarkable, actually. What's the best way for somebody to get started with meditation? I again, uh, one of my sports psychologists got me into it, but I use an app. I use uh, I got to look on my phone what it's called now. A uh, Headspace. I use an app called Headspace. Uh, I did that for about a year and a half. Uh, now, most of the time, I just do it on my own. Uh, you kind of created that flow. You created that rhythm that works well for you. And uh, um, I actually do, don't use the app. I used to use the app daily, religiously. And uh, um, now I kind of do it when I need it. Um, I do it when I need it, and I do it uh, how it makes sense to, in my mind. So um, started out with an app, learned the basics, and uh, kind of do it on my own now. Now, Kirk, let's boil this thing down. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about seizing opportunity and succeeding like you have? I would say it's it's being ready. Um, uh, you know, you, the old cliche, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Um, you know, it, it bodes well. And, and so I always try to leave no stern, stone unturned um, as I'm preparing, as I'm becoming uh, what I need to do. And and like I said, that becomes a, an obsessive thing that I need to allow my brain to turn off. But um, I think I think the, the ability to prepare and work hard and get everything in order um, so that when those opportunities arise, whether it's a, a Canadian championship final, whether it's a Olympic trials berth, or whether it's the opportunity to put up uh, five more uh, digital billboards um, and locations secured, you know, you have to be ready to take that, uh, that opportunity on. And so uh, it's about being prepared um, beforehand. But like you said, don't take it too seriously because you got to be in that flow state and just let it happen, right? Yeah, and that's something I'm really working with uh, now, Rob, and uh, um, is kind of that happy balance and how do you find that, you know? Um, to, to be, I'm going to go back to the curling, but to be a, uh, uh, a world elite player, you need structure and you need, uh, you need to have, you know, almost obsessive work ethic. But you also need to be able to let it flow when you're performing. So how, how, do you, how does a guy get that balance that he needs? And that, uh, that's really... Uh, um, I think the next step in my personal development and uh, um, it's going to be interesting how that flows out over the next few months. So just talking about the short-term future there and your personal development, what does the future look like for you, your team and your business long-term? Um, you know, uh, business, you know, I, 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 in my three-year plan, I hope to have five up, uh, five billboards in northern Saskatchewan and in, in, a, in a seven to ten-year plan, I hope to have about 15 to 20 and uh and then from there it's about uh, whether you're building that business uh, for the long haul or you're looking to exit it to one of the larger players uh, um you know i don't necessarily have my sights set on either but we'll see where that goes in terms of our team um 
our, our short-term girl goals. I, I won't get into the, the details of them, but uh, um, there there's some things I think that other curling teams have not done in the past that we're going to attempt to do because we need to do things differently if we want to rise to the top. Um, but uh, by, call it... Uh, December 1st of this year, we want to be in the top three teams in the world. And uh, by March, uh, about 13th of 2016, we want to be Briar champions or Canadian championship champions and win the world championship in Edmonton. So those are kind of the next steps for our curling team. I like how you're being a little bit cryptic here, Kirk. You don't want to give away your trade secrets to your competitors, right? Well, you know, we, we were always under the impression, and we will... Uh, uh, and you, you could talk to many curlers that will attest to this. We always believe that uh, uh, to make us better, everyone else has to get better. So if a curling team will come to us and ask us, you know, how we get our sponsors, we'll, we'll, we'll share with them our, our, um, our uh, uh, sponsorship uh, proposal. If they ask us, how do we, uh, how do we uh, get better at this aspect of the game, we'll tell them. Because um, we always believe that if, if, our, if our teams that are challenging us get better, we'll also rise to the occasion and get better as well. Um, we're kind of in a position now with uh, call it the top seven teams that all would have an opportunity to win an Olympic gold medal. We've got to you know separate ourselves a little bit from that group um, and not necessarily do the things that they've done to become that good. We got to do things a little different, and we we don't actually want to share that. So we now we see that as a competitive advantage for ourselves with call it the top seven teams in the world is we have uh, some support staff. Uh, um, some unique ways of doing things because I think we, we bring some elements to the, to the table that others don't. and So now we see that as a competitive advantage and we kind of keep that uh, close to our chest. Kirk, great stuff. You've got an inspiring story of sports, an inspiring story of small business. If people want to learn more, keep an eye on you, keep an eye on your team and an eye on your business. How can they connect with you? Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, teamstevelaycock.ca, micomedia.ca. Um, or uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Kirk Myers, uh, Instagram Kirk Myers, um, and our team is at at Team Laycock on Twitter and uh, Team Steve Laycock on Facebook. So uh, check it out; it's uh, pretty interesting stuff. You'll see kind of how we're involved in the community, where we travel to, that sort of stuff. Uh, that's probably the best way to get uh, get in touch. Kirk, this has been great. I'm sure we'll be catching up soon over a networking breakfast. Thank you for being so generous with your time and joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society, man. You take care. You bet, Rob. I appreciate you having me on. You have a good day. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, if you're looking for a service provider or a local professional, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, if you're looking for new customers or a way to expand your customer base, sign up for your 30-day free trial today at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today. 